was that the X-Files theme there? <laughs> it was, it was my, uh, okay, since I've been... Okay, since we've been um, sort of binge-watching so much X-Files and maybe I'm mm. becoming delirious or something as well, but for some reason, the last couple of... Well, last maybe two or three weeks watching it, every time it comes to the theme song, it's kind of like David Acovney, David Acovney, dun dun dun, Gillian Anderson, David Acovney, David Acovney, Gillian Anderson. Well, you need to make the switch to The X Files is a show with music by Mark Snow because those are the actual lyrics to The X Files theme according to the man who wrote them. It wouldn't surprise me coming from the same guy who did Wonder Pets, Wonder Pets, they're on our way. <laughs> everybody and welcome along to another episode of X-Files Talk X-Files, the only podcast that has in fact shot at Santa Claus. Of course, this is Texas and technically he was breaking and entering. I'm your host David Howard and joining me from X-Files News, I have Roy and Jessa with me today. Hello to both of you. Hello. We just say it's been such a long time since you've both been on the podcast. Yes, we turns out really- it's only nine minutes. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't really like hashed out some like hardcore exiles theories in a while, so we'll see what happens tonight. We'll see. Well, today we are doing um, the amazing Malini through to closure, and I was just thinking, you know, looking at the episodes that we're talking about and the episodes that are coming up, the next ten or so episodes are some really good ones. It's just such a strong run mm-hmm. of episodes and. I know that seasons three, four, and five are, you know, commonly regarded as the golden age, but I think season seven has a very good case for being perhaps the strongest season overall. That might be a bit of a controversial opinion, but well, there's, uh, there's some really good stuff in there. We you have, have like, some really good ones coming up. Yeah, and we just had like the six extinctions, and especially a Morfati that was. Uh, well, the question, the listener question that we're going to talk about in this podcast is uh, what is the best use of non Mark Snow music in the show? And that well, question uh, was provided by Scott S., who went to X-Files, talk xfiles.com and clicked on the contact button. So if you have any questions that you want us to answer on the podcast, please go there and do the same thing. We really need some more questions to get us through. <laughs> so. We need to start like feeding ourselves some good questions, Tessa. Like, how did Mulder and Scully get back from Antarctica? <laughs> well, then, Hasn't that been definitively that. answered? Um, we have solved it. Yeah, that is essentially... Exactly. exactly the way it happened. I think Jess is just, you know, feeling sorry that she didn't get to participate in that and she wants to do the whole thing herself. Did you yeah. like the questions? I think I did 
I did send Roy some questions. I don't know. Yeah, one of them was absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> I know. I know. What, like, yeah, I hope Roy picked up on some of the tone on some of them. Because, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that one I was off by 30 seconds or more. Yeah. <laughs> that one was pretty gazing. funny. The question about the gazing. It was. How long the do they gazing. gaze into each other's eyes? Clearly, David has never timed it in triplicate with a stopwatch before. So. Did it for Anyway, but. <laughs> <laughs> to answer the question, um, I believe yes. that um, non-Mark Snow music, hands down closure at yeah. the end. I think we're both in agreement. I don't know what you think. Well, see, that's why I thought this would be a good episode to talk about this question because of that. Mm. Um, yeah, it's a good. I'm I'm gonna go in a different direction. I think you know, I was looking through some lists and trying to figure out some of the best ones and. There's some really good stuff. There there's is. Like He's going to say, don't look any further. There's really no, there's, there's some really good stuff. You know, Postmodern Prometheus, of course, oh, has all of the share stuff in there. That is, yeah. that is um, true. Whenever that comes on the radio. Like, I, I, like, I still think that Hokey Pokey is perhaps some of the best use of music because it is so creepy and just does something totally different with it. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go with Home. I yeah, think that's that's going to be the number one for me. Yes. I don't think I could ever hear that song without being like suddenly really afraid that like a horde of inbred mutants was going to come like attack me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's right. good. Whenever I hear it, I just grab for the nearest baseball bat, you know? Yeah. Naturally. Natural um, response. Yeah, I think I really like um, the end of Closure, um, Moby. I guess Jillian and Chris really like Moby. And it, like, and Mark Snow can do like anything. He really does incredible job setting any tone. But man, was that song perfect for it! Like the vocals in it, and the general like feel of the music. Um, and then David made the right call not to cry. Oh, <laughs> did he ever? Uh, that was a really good call on his part. And yeah, man, you just feel so connected to that scene with that music. I think so. I think that's gonna be my favorite. Well, we'll get there. We'll get there at the closure of this podcast, and you guys can go nuts. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we got a couple of standalones first, so uh, let's dive straight into the episodes. Uh, the amazing Bellini, which it just kicks off this awesome run of um, just classic season seven episodes and mm -hmm. this is an episode about magic about illusion and misdirection it's basically your typical heist movie in reverse <laughs> seen through the eyes of Mulder Scully trying to figure out what's going on as Danny Ocean and his gang are trying to pull all these magic tricks to rob the bank oh, brilliant at the really, same time I mean, it's yeah. just it, it's just an awesome episode and it's a pretty good use of um, Los Angeles and oh, yeah. here. Um, it's a really good location to visit when you're in LA as well. You get to hang out on the boardwalk and um, re you know reenact scenes. <laughs> Not that I've done that. Um, I think so. I've driven there in Grand Theft Auto Five just to <laughs> <laughs> just to yeah just to hang out. But anyway, they repainted the roller coaster a different color since uh, they filmed there. What color was it in the episode? I think it was yellow in the episode, and it's, like, red now, I think. I'd have to check. The gall. Yeah. Okay, I really should have done some harder quiz questions for you, <laughs> shouldn't I? <laughs> um, it's okay. 
we'll be fine. I'm sure you'll get us on a couple of things. <laughs> I feel uh, like I haven't prepared enough today, so. Well, yeah, I mean, I love this episode. And it's when the, I have when I love these different episodes, especially when they're more comedic. It's really hard to find stuff to talk about them because all I want to do is just quote every scene pretty much yeah um and we'll run into that um, in the next podcast when we get to x cops i know we're all big fans of that one um so i was going to take a little bit of a different tact and um the past few podcasts we've gone a little bit shippy and it's (laughs) david's like twitching (laughs) he's like i can't i can't i'm okay so here's the deal maybe i should maybe articulate this or whatever okay i'm not not a shipper, not somebody who watches the show and really wants them to get back to get, you know, really wants them to be together. I'm happy with them just being partners and friends and all of that. You're have so much fun during the revival, David. Yeah. But obviously they do get together. So, and I'm doing this podcast watching all of these episodes with all of these shipper nuts, quite frankly. So <laughs> it's, I've never rewatched the show from that sort of prism of focusing more on their sort of romantic relationship. So I'm picking up new stuff that everybody else has probably spotted two decades ago, but I'm <laughs> I'm just now sort of noticing these different things. You know, it's funny you say that because in my rewatches, I'm now watching it not as a shipper because I remember like 12 year old me was all about that relationship. <laughs> But then, like now, so invested. I was so invested in that relationship. (laughs) It's like my life. Um, But so, my rewatches, I'm like, wow, that's really smart. And like now, I'm ignoring the relationship. So it's interesting that that you mentioned. Yeah, I I think it really (laughs) started with the whole Malagro podcast. Oh, oh, God. I love me some Frank's where, moments. Where so. Avi, and, Avi and Tiffany basically just beat me down. It's like being in the shipper military. They basically built me down and then rebuilt me in their own image. <laughs> and, uh, and then the last one that we did, we, we obviously had the Millennium Kiss. And so that led oh. to a lot of speculation as to, okay, well... I'm sorry, yeah. No, what you is the progression kiss, of all of that? And I mean... So, Getting back to the amazing Malini. Yes. Oh, oh. This is this is obviously where they can't go on a regular date to see a show, so they take a case where everyone will perform for them as they do their job. Exactly. Ta-da! And the roller coaster for Mulder and Scully, it was pink slash is more pink than red then, and it's yellow now, or at least it was several years ago when I was there. So I had it reversed. My bad. Okay. So glad you had that answered. Yeah, you're welcome, world. Now you know. <laughs> hey, maybe that's a quiz question. Okay, we just yeah. got that right. I just think we just give ourselves a point because that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Even though you were wrong, but yeah. <laughs> well, um, no one else knew what colors the roller coasters were at any two different points in time. So. His head fell off. That's where I was looking. Same thing with the gazing in Fight the Future. I was looking at the beat. Gazing. <laughs> what about misdirection slight of gaze yes slight of gaze god damn okay <laughs> <laughs> moving on but it's a fun episode it's lighter x-files you know they make a good use of california for you know some people don't like that it got lighter and but i mean they switched from dark woods to la so they made a good use of it here and scully dislocates her arm i mean who knew yeah Right? Yeah. She just twists it all the way yep. around. Stop it. 
And throughout this episode, I kept waiting for the line, everyone's uncle is an amateur magician. And it didn't come up, and I had to Google it, and of course it's in Humbug. Mm. But I kept thinking it was in this episode for, I guess, because of the whole magic. They should have reused it. They should have. They should have. Gosh darn it. (laughs) But we have Ricky Jay in here, doing his Ricky Jay thing. Yeah, Um, that was cool. I've said before, he's just wonderful. I love his voice. (laughs) He's so entertaining, but at the same time, you just get the impression he hates everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and some nice little character moments there. Um, the bit where LaMange uh, pickpockets their FBI badges. I love that scene. Mulder's yeah. eyes just go straight to his watch to make sure it's still there. It, that was really good that they get like played a little bit. So I enjoyed that part. Mm-hmm. Mulder and Skelly aren't usually caught up. Usually... Like, they come in after the fact, but they're usually not kind of in the middle of, like, something. Like, Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> like you said, they're usually not quite in the middle of something like that. It's usually dark conspiracies and horrible abductions. And now they're just getting their FBI badges pickpocketed, which is not that bad. But it's fun. Because I think they make it out to L.A., like, so fast. Like, I was reading up on it, and there was something, like, from... The time of his death to like their first lead, it was like less than twenty four hours. Mulder and Scully, you were on top of this. Case. Mulder has a lot of time on his hands, so he's just like on the internet, like scrolling for cases or like the FBI database to see what he can find. Oh, he just wanted to go to LA to ride the roller coaster and need an excuse and eat cotton candy with Scully. Head yep. cannon right there. Well, I think Ooh. I think in this case, you know, the reason they got out there so quickly was obviously magic. Um, but it, it, it still doesn't explain the whole how Scully got from Washington up to Rhode Island so quickly in in uh, demons. Um, oh yeah. yeah, that was that was quite fast. That well, she drives quickly. She has yes. had but I mean, um, at least give us a shot of of Mulder's like wrinkly fingers or something to suggest he's been in the shower for forty eight hours or something. Um, she nine minutes. Nine minutes, yep. It was nine minutes again. That's what it was. So. When in doubt, nine minutes. It's like the fact that some people, depending on how you look at the timeline, Scully looks like she could be pregnant for longer than nine months. So we devised the explanation that um, during Fearful Symmetry, right, Jessa? Um, yeah. Animal abductions and all that, which was an interesting episode. Um, Scully's DNA somehow got crossed with an elephant, so she's the Scullyfunt, and that's why it took longer than nine months for that gestational period. Now you know. Yep. You can always always figure out how to do it, David. (laughs) There's a picture of her face photoshopped onto an elephant somewhere, so... And that's the internet. Yes. All right. That's what we used to do before X-Files talk X-Files. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank goodness. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. Okay. Right, let's go on to Signs and Wonders then. From yeah. elephants to snakes. That seems like a good segue. Yeah. Um, a small piece of trivia for this episode. Some people will notice that David is kind of dressed down a little bit. And that's because David was really fed up with wearing ties and suits all the time. So he talked to, um, I guess, a couple of people on set and they decided to dress him down for this particular episode so he could get a little bit of a break. So you don't have to read into it 
There's yeah. an alternate answer. Bit of a charcoal know. shirt thing going on. I yeah. did pick that up. He he was digging the the charcoal. No, he should wear high heels like all the time, and then. <laughs> I think he's not allowed to after Twin Peaks. It's probably in his oh, contract. Like, if you play James Bond, you can't wear a tux in anything else. It's just yeah. It's not like Scully's coming in her PJs either, though. <laughs> yeah. I'm sad that he's not going to be in. <coughs> yeah, that Twin Peaks revival thing. It keeps getting bigger and bigger. It was going to be what eight episodes, and now it's sixteen or something. Yeah, like here's an entire season. Here <laughs> you go. Thanks a lot, Fox. <laughs> like, have six episodes. Anyway. Uh, signs and Wonders. So, signs and Wonders. Amen. So, um, this one actually has kind of a cool, sort of rustic, backwards kind of aesthetic, which they seem to like down in LA because they use it again in stuff like yeah. Patience and Roadrunners and yeah. I'm sure some other seasons well, we, from latter episodes that i've forgotten if you just head out of los angeles you'll hit like desert and rustic weird places pretty quickly yeah so i am i liked i don't know i um i liked how scully saved Mulder. I yes that, part. that was, that was pretty cool well you have that one bit earlier on where he's grabbing her and got her arm down in the okay. crate and then Mulder comes in but yeah she gets the biggest save at the end there are you righteous? Right. <sighs> the no scary thing is, them. is that these people actually exist in America. <laughs> um, America. Yeah, when you, especially, like, I don't know if you ever watched, like, the documentary Jesus Camp. There's some, like, really, like, hardcore, frightening, like, sects of Christianity that do this type of stuff. And you don't really think of it as much, but... Um, that's what makes the episode like a little freaky for me. Well, the guy who played Enoch O'Connor, I think he grew up in one of those churches. His dad was like a snake handler or something, so he was quite comfortable around it. And uh, I was reading up on this one today as well, and they were sort of saying that to make the extras comfortable with it during the casting sessions, they would bring the snakes out just to make sure they weren't going to freak out when they got to <laughs> set. And on the whole, people were absolutely fine with it. But when David gets covered with snakes at the end of the episode, he wasn't <laughs> anywhere near set and it was all her body double. Yeah. <sighs> that was not a fun time, most likely, for that person. <laughs> Probably not. Um, I think, I don't know, I mean, I don't mind snakes. It's kind of like the surprise snake that freaks me out. Like, when I come downstairs and my cat, ironically named Mulder, has, like, brought me in a live snake and has left it in the kitchen. Like, that's when I'm, like, slightly disturbed by their presence. I don't want to find them in my kitchen or, like, slithering on my bedroom floor, but... I find them really cool, so... In a controlled environment, I like them better. And they are, like, they're really cool, like, they feel cool to touch. Like, people think they're just, like, these, like, weird, scaly things, but especially if you ever, like hold like a python like they're just like cool they're not as like creepy as you think when you get exposed to them i will admit um if i'm in the water and i see a snake oh. in the water coming towards me i am oh, no <laughs> I'm just gonna that. Yeah, no that is the only time i'd be afraid like if it was like coming towards me um yeah, well you have to worry about like water moccasins and stuff you don't want that um I would probably just scream and then magically be able to run on water because that's how scared I'd be. <laughs> uh, anyway, but um, but yeah, I think um, there was this road trip I did with Mox, Becky, Tiff. Um, 
XFN DC. XFN DC. When we all um, we drove from Tennessee to Washington DC, and I believe like Becky was showing us where a church was in Tennessee um, that did snake handling, and it sounded a lot. I remember it was like named so, almost like Signs and Wonders, which actually comes from Corinthians question mark. Um, from the Bible, but anyway, um, she did point out a church that did that, and I thought that was cool. We didn't okay. stop off, and no, um, we did not uh, stop off. Surprisingly, <laughs> did you uh, accelerate? <laughs> yes, uh, I believe we did, or yeah, locked the doors. Anyway, but um, but yeah, so so one thing I want to talk about for this episode is just. You have a lot of difference of um, perception and, and interpretation yeah. because you have that, that awesome sequence where you contrast the two different churches. Um, yeah. They're both discussing the same sort of Bible verse or whatever. And I've got to say that those those scenes in the uh, Church of God with Signs and Wonders where they're handling the snakes and stuff and Enoch O'Connor's getting there and just a real tour de force of directing and, and acting uh, in yeah. in his particular church scenes so you have that see that sequence there where they're both discussing that whole lukewarm bit of the bible and total different interpretations on it and you know different volumes um and all of that but then at the end of the episode you have Mulder is bitten by the snakes and you have his, his and Scully's different interpretations of what's happened. That he says, obviously, I failed the test, and Scully is like, no, I think he passed with flying colours, yeah. and it's just something that runs through the episode. Yeah, yeah, no, it is, and it's kind of like you, you, uh, your actual perception of what's going on and who the bad, you know, people are, you know, switches. Like they really do a good job of like kind of bring you into that yes and you're, yeah. you're thinking you're like these people are the snakes i'm i'm headed out the door <laughs> um whereas you know it's it's the person that she had went to for help that was actually the one that was causing this i don't, I don't really know what that was but <laughs> <laughs> causing this situation thing <laughs> um the the scene like afterwards with like the pool of blood and the snakes like uh, like the just like even when they're not there like the what's left over from it is like a crazy visual that I really enjoyed so. yeah this whole snake birth scene is yeah. pretty intense um, yeah hopefully that will never happen to any of us so <laughs> well you're hoping yeah you're so hoping why did you even say that <laughs> It's just, it's, you know. Well, hopefully none of us will be pregnant, impregnated with snakes, but yeah, you never like, know. Yeah, no. Hey, you we never just talked about magic. And I don't know. I think fluke man is more likely than that, so. Yeah, well, I live in New Jersey, so I'm on the lookout for him at all times. I'd be on the lookout for the Jersey Devil. Yeah, because I live in an area, if there was a Jersey Devil, it would be in my backyard. Yeah. <laughs> um. But luckily, not a lot of snakes at this elevation. Not a lot of poisonous snakes at this elevation. So, I think I'm doing okay. Fingers crossed. Alright. And uh, final word on this episode. I'm just going to stick with the whole shipper thing, because if you can't beat them... Um, the I have a note here. The opening office banter is very flirtatious. Oh, well, yeah. And, they, uh, they they get overly flirtatious during season seven for obvious reasons. And fun fact that you might not know, David, 
um, sometime in the beginning of <coughs> seven, on the bookshelf in the X-Files office, there appears a book called Pregnancy, Birth, and Family Planning. It is a blue hardcover book, and it's suddenly like in Mulder's stack of books. Um, and there has been much, much speculation over this book, but there's never been any um, actual information from, like, Chris Carter and company about why this is there and what they were planning, And but it was definitely there. Is there a chapter called What to Do If You Have a Uterus Full of Snakes? Um, I think that's actually in the second volume that hadn't been published yet. What not to expect if you're expecting. <laughs> I wonder, do they have a chapter on how to ask your platonic partner to be your baby's your daddy? daddy. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway. We have theories on that, too, but we'll say that. We'll get to that later, but... Alright. Well, mm. into perhaps the strangest two-parter of the entire show. Uh, Sign and Zeit and Closure. Um, which is the the two-parter that pretty much sums up the Samantha Mulder storyline. We finally found out what happens to her. Mm-hmm. And it's not what you'd expect from a two-parter mythology episode, and certainly yes. not for one that deals with the conclusion of Samantha's storyline. It's very grounded, um, very sort of domestic, especially the first part. Yeah. Um... You know, and it it touches on ground that's been covered before in Paper Hearts that maybe Samantha was actually a victim of a serial killer and wasn't abducted by aliens. Mm -hmm. Even after the episode, you're still kind of trying to figure out exactly what happened, that she was taken by aliens and then she was returned. Uh, And then she spent a few years just hanging out with Jeffrey Spender and he never thought to mention it to Mulder. Um... Yeah, I thought that was weird. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Jeffrey, well, he's clearly not that bright of an individual, so. Um, actually, he also might have been told not to talk about her Maybe he was brainwashed. Um, That's possible. He could have been brainwashed. Frank Smotnitz actually talked about this um, in New York City a couple weeks back. Um, and he had talked about how when they were kind of... Um, just like force with the fact that David might not be coming back. Um, and they had to kind of do this like probably more quickly than they would have liked to. Um, and they didn't, I don't think they felt like they, you know, got to do kind of what they had originally wanted to, or like kind of imagined doing. Um, and I think it's on video. Actually, I know it's on video because I think I filmed it, but, um, it hasn't been released yet. Um, but it was like a good kind of analysis from like an insider point of view on, um, you know, what had gone down and that they, they really had to do something to wrap this up, um, and do it kind of as best they could given like the limited time they had on their hands and, and things like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's certainly like different and not, I know some people are like unhappy where it ended, but, um, especially like the second part closure like david performs like the hell out of that end scene oh my gosh i remember um that song i mean that last scene i cried when i first saw it and then i remember um i was like a year later and um my brother was playing the movie play cd and that song came on and all of a sudden i just started bawling and i couldn't figure out why (laughs) 
And like I remember I had to go babysit in like five minutes and the guy my the father picked me up and I was like, I don't know why I'm crying, it's really complicated. <laughs> <laughs> and then I figured out. I was like, Oh my gosh, it's it's because of that closure scene. Because it was just so beautiful and like and he just was so happy that he figured out. Like, you know, he finally got it. Yeah. Like she's gone, but she's okay, but she's yeah. gone. Although it continues to, I think it'll always be like a, a thing for Mulder. Like he's always going to be trying to save that little girl, um, whether it's in I Want to Believe and it's like the FBI agent, like, you know, they had their confrontation in the snow, like, you know, stop chasing after your sister. My sister's dead. She's like, yeah, it's time you accept that. Um, she was a little harsh, actually, in the snow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's not what she said. But she's a little, she's, There's that ice cream you've been hearing yeah. about. Um, and I'm certain it'll get a mention in the revival. I would be disappointed in them if it didn't get a mention. Actually, I'm not not sure. I don't remember. I saw the first episode, but I don't remember if it got much of a mention. If it did in the first episode, it wasn't a lot. But, um, that's always going to be Mulder's thing, even though he accepts it and, you know, it was amazing and Moby. Uh, it'll always be what he's part of his journey i guess i don't know <laughs> it was a little bit of a confusing i remember when i first saw it um i got a little better grasp on it but like yeah she got taken and brought back and then while at april air force base which was adorable because they filmed it at march air force base but they couldn't <laughs> name it that so they just called it april air force base it's really cute um and then she was repeatedly taken by the government um for testing and so then I guess there's these spirits called walk-ins that come and take children that are going to have really crappy lives yeah. and lots of pain. I guess that the walk-ins, you know, they were, since they're saving the children, they were, like, mercy-killing them? Is that what everyone else got, kind of? Uh, they were make, converting them into starlight. Yeah, I mean, I never took it that they, that they died. They just took them somewhere else. They like cease to exist. But they're not alive. <laughs> yeah, they. But well, I don't think they, they are not alive. But they were never killed. They were instead converted to starlight, Something and they live in some sort terrible. of other twilight zone kind of dimension where they can't eat ribs or steak because they are now well associated with the Red Museum. <coughs> uh-huh. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's a little like. I think maybe if they had had more time, they could have really, like, gone... You know, because, like you said, it's, like, slightly different than you would really expect a mythology episode to be. I think they could have fleshed that out a little bit more. Um, Like, back to, you know, we're talking about Paperclip and, and, you know, the whole plan to take family members and all of that stuff. You could have gone all the way back to that. Um, I mean, I know there's a lot of that sort of stuff has been covered time and again, but yeah. you think it would have maybe just tied it in a little bit more or, it, or just yeah, made it make it a bit more sense than, oh, yeah, yeah she was taken, and but we're not going to discuss how or why she was really taken. We're just going like, to say that she was returned. Very different from early season yeah. um, mythology involving Samantha's, like, very yeah, Very they different. took like a, a really large turn. A <laughs> um, yeah, switched highways. So I mean, the way that I have always put it together after you know, um, two fathers, one son, and now this two parters that 
what was discussed in Two Fathers, One Son is correct that she was abducted by aliens from her house as part of the syndicate's syndicate's plan. And then when she was returned, for for whatever reason, she couldn't remember her family. And she was living with Cigarette Smoking Man and Jeffrey and maybe even Cassandra, probably. Yeah, because probably why yeah. would she leave Jeffrey with him? Yeah, she would not. <laughs> How did she get involved with CG And, and none of these anyway? people. None of these people. First time that Cassandra meets Molo. You know, I know what happened to your sister and stuff. She was living with me for a couple of years. We would make pies together. Wait, like, I don't know. They they must not have known because it's just too improbable. Otherwise, like it must have been some like kind of I don't know how it was presented to them, but I mean neither do we. But um, this is a no foreign knows. exchange student. Yeah, she's from Belgium. Um, Her name's Samantha Mulder. It, it is There's no relation. I w- don't don't ever say anything to them. Um, yeah, I mean they probably could have drawn like more into like the old episodes at least brought some of that like along with the new episode um but i don't know I, it, they still you know had to wrap it up and they kind of gave him you know not to keep going with like they gave him closure like he needed some sort of closure after all that time um and i'm i really like scully and the way she handles Mulder. In he deserves episodes. closure like anyone else yeah exactly yeah. Um, oh yeah, the way that oh, and I love when Skinner knocks on the, the door, door and So Mulder and Scully have been in Mulder's apartment. Mulder's had like a really rough night, and Scully's been there the entire time. And Walter Skinner, their boss, knocks on Mulder's door, and like surprise, who answers? Scully with bedhead. <laughs> <laughs> It was so great. It was so great. It's he like doesn't know what to do. He's just so awkward. It's great. He's, I would have loved if there was a line that was like, ah, "I miss the pool." Yeah, you know, like, so so <laughs> there is in fanfic though, so it's fine. Like me and Jenna in secretarial work. She is a bitch. <laughs> she like, just won like five grand. Um. I mean, Skinner's not really, you know, he's not out there doing the detective work, though, so maybe he didn't even pick up on that. Maybe the look on his face is just because he sees the bedhead and he's like, I can't do that. Yeah, maybe he, he's struggling for another explanation that I think he settles on to continue his denial until um, he sees Scully in the hospital in Requiem and is like, and, and then at the funeral when he's like, I don't truly believe that he was the last, and he's like, Come on, admit it, Scully. I know the truth. We both do. Um, but luckily, we have the truth where they kiss in front of him. That should that, he's still he's like that should, that should answer everything. I think. Um, yeah, I want to see Skinner react to. Obviously, yeah, like, me too. I want to see him like punch Mulder and be like, "What? The hell How did you mess this up?" Yeah, it's not really addressed initially, so we'll have to see. Because it's going to come up. There's no way it won't, because it's it's a major issue between them at this point. Well, actually, well, we're deviating hardcore, but I hope it it doesn't become an issue. I want to, like, watch the new episodes for the Creepiness X-Files now. And there will be creepiness, but, well, it's... <sighs> I don't, I don't want to like, continue. Like, I've obviously, like, I could, like, recite lines that I, I, no, no, no. I can't 
we're, yeah. we're going to be very, um, very you vague. know, yeah, very but vague here. Chris Carter talked about it, so I can talk about what Chris talked about, it. and he talked about how like there's like um, a passion there that they kind of funnel into the work, and I think that's like it's it's like the same like level as where it was at when they were like really good with each other, and I think. It will transfer. Which like, is it like season three, season four, season two? Um, well, I mean, we've all seen the promos where they have like the flashlights and they're flirting. You're right. So I'm going to go with like four or five. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's like really good, like good with each other stuff. But you don't get into that type of stuff to like episode two. So they set everything <laughs> up in episode one. Anyway. No flirting for you, Jessica. Okay. Like episode one, that's gonna be the best. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we're talking about them like they're Star Wars movies. We're like episode one, episode two, episode like you know, they just feel like Star Wars movies. No, it's it's my struggle one, my struggle two, my struggle three. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm a little confused by the whole my struggle. Thank you. Yes. It's a little. It's a little hip. I come like really. We're gonna we're gonna name it. <laughs> I should. I need to ask Chris Carter about. Well, that. that's one of the things. Is this, the first you know four or five years of this show? We had some really cool episode titles. Yeah. And yeah, then we, in latter years, it just got really lazy, like yeah. Thief. Um, come <laughs> on, just come up with something a little bit more creative, and and that's obviously one that we're going to be talking about in the next podcast. So that's why it's top of mind, but. Yeah, there's a bunch of episodes. We used to have Latin, and now we are lucky if we have yeah, the occasional like Greek German. And, you know, and just ties yeah. are, Like, Tithonus is an amazing myth, and, you know, that was a really cool touching on that. And, um... We have fucking Fight Club. <laughs> <laughs> let's not, let's not. <laughs> okay. okay, Okay. so, so I'm going to go through some of my notes that I have written down for these two episodes. Yes. Um, and it, I'm just going to be pinballing all over the place here so um okay number one my parents had the same santa ornament that ed true love has hanging from the rearview mirror of his car okay doesn't bear any anything to anything but it's always something i think of when i see that um just as randomly does anybody else when they say amberlin lapierre think that it sounds like anne berlin anne berlin anne berlin is it just me yeah. I don't say Amberlyn Lapierre a lot, so No, but when they say it in the episode, they keep going Amberlyn and it sounds like Anne Berlin to me. Uh, oh Anne Berlin. Like Henry the Eighth's yeah. wife. And uh, um I wonder if that was It was just me. You could say it was just me. That's fine. Nobody else is saying the same yeah, nobody else likes like shapes. So it was just you. Yeah, no, like, now that you say it, I'm interested, and I feel like there's more of a story. I, mean, I tried to do some sort of digging, and I was thinking, well, maybe it's intentional because she was beheaded, and Anne Boleyn was not beheaded or killed by the serial killer because she was saved by the walk-ins. But... I, you know what, the name reminds me of JonBenet Ramsey. That... Yeah, it does. It has the middle, like, the extra name. Yeah, in it. Like, Anne Boleyn, yeah. If anything, that might be a closer reason as to why they did that, because... And yeah. I, that that case still technically doesn't have a resolution, right? And it's still unfair. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Um, so. I think there's some theories, but there's never been an answer. 
So back to my list of random notes. Yeah. <laughs> um, Zeit is probably not how you pronounce it, but if you were to pronounce it correctly, it's German for being in time, which, um, thank you Wikipedia, is the title of the best-known book by philosopher Martin Heidegger. It's mm-hmm. a great philosophy, yes. Um, I've heard of him since about this afternoon. <laughs> Jasla is like up to date on her German philosophy. So. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, you actually we'll... are pronouncing it pretty close. Sein Unzeit. I mean, it's kind of like yeah, being place and time. Um, but yeah, like being in time. But um, okay. we well, studied him in um, ethics class. But I know that a lot of philosophers, um. Because it was written in, like, let's see, 19... He was a philosopher's philosopher. Wasn't it, like, was it pretty early? Or was that... He wrote oh. it um, in 1927. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so... Um, yeah, other, I mean... I'm trying to think of what else I could say about it. But, you know, my head's kind of foggy. Well, the thing that I had seen was that his key... Or his central sort of idea was that one's way of questioning defines one's nature. Which I thought was, you know, kind of appropriate, presumably why they've titled the episode that, because it's the first episode of a two-parter that ultimately reveals the truth about Samantha's fate, and it, that it was quite different from what Mulder had always thought that it was, because he just assumed that she was abducted by aliens, and so that basically defined what he did with his life, and then he turns out to be quite wrong in the end. Although, although we're all kind of confused because we think we she was actually abducted by aliens. So yes, she was just. And who knows what and... we're gonna find out in the revival? It could it could change again? You just never know. Yeah, uh, cigarette smoking man might still be around. Well, yeah, we'll find out. Um, we'll find out. Because <laughs> um, yeah, it's not a spoiler that he's been reported as being involved, but the question is, he's is on the posters. Acts? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. Some people are really hardcore about their... Like, I will not look at the billboards. Um, so, yeah, it's just a question of, is he in flashbacks? Is he... I, I, how can he be alive? Like, I mean, his skull was, like, burnt. There was, like, flames coming out of his eye sockets. So I, I said know. a few podcasts ago that it's got to be flashbacks because they go back to Roswell 947. We know that already. Um, but I'm going to say this for the next podcast because next uh, next podcast we're going to talk about uh, Anami okay. um, so we'll get into that a little bit more then perhaps if at any point if you haven't been spoiled if you want to know no, I, I can tell you more and you can cut that out damn it I don't want spoilers I'm going to go to okay. xfiles.news not xfilesnews.com <laughs> good I don't think it's up yet though it might be worse than this one goes up <laughs> Oh, it should. It, it should better, definitely it should be. better be up. So we can't um, not talk about Tina Mulder. Yes. Oh episodes. yes, that's very true. I can't believe that Scully like does the autopsy on Tina yeah. Mulder. Yeah. And why? Why does she have a problem with it? Because you're my friend. Yeah. So I'm can't... just going to throw that out there to bait the shippers. <laughs> There's, well, Jess and I have a you, timeline, so we're that, like... Not that you're my baby daddy, you're my friend. Yeah. Oh, wait, well, they, she wasn't, like, pregnant at that point. Um, oh, really? I thought it was, like, a 20-month pregnancy. No, it's unclear. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
magic. We've established Plus, that. Like by that point, at least the way Jessa and I view it, her IVF had already failed and she'd already given up on that. So the one lonely night already happened. Um, but so I can't. Maybe Scully are like the queens and queens of being in denial with yeah. a lot of stuff. So. <laughs> They always just walk around eggshells at first, so being like, you're my friend. Plus, you know, um, I mean, I can relate. I mean, there's just some instances where sometimes you look at someone as a friend or someone as something more, and suddenly the switch has been flipped somewhere, and <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to go into it. Um, but I can't imagine, like, and even if they, they were just platonic, like, the, the level of, like, NMC, just as friends that they've had and all that they've gone through. Like, I can't imagine, like, doing the Y incision on, like, your partner's, like, mother. <laughs> like, no, that, God, that no. is just, that is, I can't believe it. Well, I mean, I can believe it because she's done a lot for Mulder, but, like, that must have been really hard. Like, I can't imagine that. That's just a whole new level of weird. Um, I just think, like, the entire, and I don't know if you want to edit out because I'm about to curse a lot, but, um, but I feel like the entire time of her doing the autopsy is, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> like, just like, you know, like like you said, doing the Y incision and then having to be that detached. Yeah. Um, you would have to put on such a cold face. I don't know. Like, to be, to remain objective, you know, like, because she had to go in completely unbiased. You know, mm -hmm. Mulder really believed that she was murdered um, for what she found out. But, yeah. you know, Scully had to be like, nope suicidal sorry you know and really stick to her science even though like her friend i don't think friend fits there's got to be another word partner uh, it's partner. scully's words i'm just you know, no, 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 you know i'm mean, like <laughs> well you know what i mean like they they are more than friends even if they're not lovers they're just they're way more than that um companions like, chimera uh, yeah right there's a chimera uh, reference platonic life partners Significant other, maybe, kind of, it's complicated. Whatever. So, but, um... Squiggly to, face emoji. Yeah. <laughs> on Facebook, it would they would be in a complicated... It's complicated. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what their Facebook says would be. So, um, now that we solved that. But, yeah, no, anyway. Um, but, like, to be able to do that would really... You would really have to detach yourself. And yeah. Yeah. Like this, is, this is a terrible example, but it's the only one I have. Like, um, I, I work with animals, obviously, and I had to um, put my roommate's rat to sleep. And this was, like, her favorite rat of all time. It was, like, rat. Like, I was not hugely attached to this rat. <laughs> um, but, like, I, I was, like, sobbing next to her while it happened. Like, I couldn't imagine being like, I'll just cut into your mother's corpse this afternoon. It'll be fine. Like, that would be... It would be, Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just, like, more struck by it because... I'm involved in, like, more medical things. Like, I couldn't imagine doing that, but... No, I was thinking the same thing. Like, would you be like, you know, this is the woman that carried Mulder? Like, yeah, my, like, when you go like, and, like, her uterus is there, you'd be like, God damn it. <laughs> okay, I didn't want to say it, but I was thinking uterus, too. It must be a woman thing. <laughs> like, that we, like, zero in on. Um, but, yeah, like, uh, I, yeah, it's just... It's a new level of... Mulder needs to, like, oh, Scully a little bit for that one. <laughs> a little bit. Well, well, whatever. Okay. Well, let's let's detach ourselves <laughs> a little bit then. 
And um, the, I don't know how how uh, widely known this is, but the actress who plays Tina Mulder, Rebecca Tulin, is just one year older than David Duchovny. So weird. So weird. Which, yep. if you thought that Sean Connery and Harrison Ford playing father and son was weird, just one year difference. So. Yeah, and Skinner's well, like Mitch Pledgey's like the same age as like David too. He's like a year older or something. A couple. Um, there's a lot of interesting. And then you got Baby Jillian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like twelve when the show begins. Um, he's like nine years younger than David. Um, she, she I'm 28, and I still eight, don't look as old as she does. Eight years younger than Jillian than David. I think. Oh, eight, not nine. Okay. I think she's nineteen sixty-eight, and I think he's nineteen sixty. But whatever, August ninth. Yeah. I'm getting all my eights and nines mixed up. Yeah. But anyway, um. So, X Files math brought to you by Justin. <laughs> <laughs> so the reason I wanted to to get back to the whole Mrs. Mulder thing was that her ghost appears. Uh, throughout the episodes and whispers and all of that sort of stuff and it goes back to a line that we've had before in the show that maybe the dead do speak to us yeah and you know I'm wondering if this is maybe one of Chris Carter's beliefs that you know that the dead do speak to us and that's why we have them represented to us as ghosts you know this is probably the, the first episode where we've really had a ghost sort of appear and talk to somebody I mean we know back in um Beyond the Sea, Scully's father appeared briefly, mm-hmm. um, but no real sense of communication there. There was also like huge, like sense of like grief in both those episodes, which I think leaves it open to. There is, but on this, the first one where we really have the ghosts sort of coming in and participating, as in giving the living some sort of knowledge or information or a nudge, and here she is uh, how he finds his way to April Air Force Base. Yeah. And then we don't really have any ghosts until we get to the truth when we get Crycheck and X and the Lone Gunman. Lone Gunman. And the reason I'm coming, I'm bringing all this up is because I think this must be something that Chris Carter is a, a believer in to, to some extent. It's something that is something that he wants to, and it's an idea that he wants to explore because it's something that's cropped up a number of times. And, I've said before on this podcast that, you know, the standalone episode that he's doing in the revival, Babylon, they that's were... That's going to be that, intensely religious. Yeah, that went into production around the same sort of time that it was revealed the lone gunman were coming back. So yeah. you've got to think that that episode is going to be dealing with something to do with it's, ghosts or life after death. And it was right around the time that the lone gunman announcement came Scully's out. Fate. And there's also the announcement that we're doing something that we've never done anything like this before. So, um, And he hasn't so, got Frank Spotnitz to censor him and reel yeah. him in. So. Yeah, because Frank, because out of when they write, like out of the two of them, like Chris is the more like religious one, and Frank is the more like non-religious one. Um, so they do tend to like balance each other out there. I do, and know it works really well for I want it to does. believe. It it does. Um, I do know that in Babylon in episode four, um, it's centered on Scully's faith, which should be really really interesting because Julian Anderson is amazing at everything. She rocks it. Like, yeah, oh and especially gosh. when it comes to Scully's faith, you're like, you're a scientist, but just keep going because this is working for me. Um, <laughs> all of 
you know, anytime she's like questioning her beliefs and, and she gets, you know, that little scully tear like in the corner of her eye, it, it's, and I can't imagine that it would be anything but like even better than it was before. So I'm looking forward to that episode. But, um, yeah, Chris is probably the one who, you know, has more of a belief or more of an interest in the phenomenon that we're seeing with ghosts. So in this episode, um, yeah, we should we should just have Chris Carter on to talk about it. We can probably, you know. You guys have the connections. I mean, <laughs> I'm happy to accommodate yeah, him. Yeah, I, okay. I'm sure. I'm sure we can squeeze him in somewhere. So, okay. So I have two other quick brief notes on this two-parter. Um, the end of uh, Sign and Zeit. Great scene. Skinner as the third part of the team there, where yeah. they go and they raid Santa's North Pole village, and yeah. uh, something that we get to see a lot more. Eight. As the third wheel in season eight, yeah, when there isn't I, a Mulder, and I love Mitch, and like Mitch does such a great job in season eight, and this is kind of, and he he, I mean, he's certainly more involved here, and then obviously he's really involved in Requiem. Um, I guess he's involved in Hollywood AD, but that's he kind of gets a little bit more involved here, and then he's like, boom, replacement for Mulder in the beginning of season eight. So, yep. yeah, yeah. He he does it well though. When he he doesn't get the screen time he I think he deserves a lot of the time because we're so focused on other things. But um, he does such a great job of it, so I enjoy seeing him. And finally, uh, the only other thing I want to talk about, and then you guys can jump in with whatever you want, is that Mulder's hair in the hypnotic regression video. <laughs> oh my gosh! Is awesome. <laughs> and I found a quote today um, from Kim Manners who did not like that wig that he had to wear, even though I think it's awesome. Uh, but there's a quote from Kim Manners saying that uh, this is one of the episodes that the show's makeup director did not win an Emmy for. <laughs> oh, Kim, Kim had like an awesome sense of humor is my understanding from all the stories I've heard of him. Yeah, everything I've read. You know, it definitely appeals to me. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, I feel like he had so much fun doing what he did. Um, and there's just some amazing quotes from Kim Manners. Like, um, during Home, when they had the, uh, what, the standards and processes people in to, um, to you know, like, here's the episode. Let's give it a rating and put it on TV. Um, <laughs> and basically this person was, like, in charge of, like, what could and could not go in the episode and they were putting like the the baby's scream in like when it was like being buried alive <laughs> and he's like sitting in the editing room and this like poor poor i think it was like this woman um who was like there to be the the say of what could go on fox network um and he he's like i want to hear like the most like horrific sound coming from this baby possible um and then when he they find the one that he likes he's like that was fucking bitching it's <laughs> like in the corner just like you know losing her <laughs> if anyone hasn't like read you know some awesome kim manners quotes there's some great stuff oh my gosh yeah um that was written by a fan of some people know erica fraga um there's some awesome awesome stories about kim manners that everyone needs to hear so go kim manners kick it in the ass yeah, he's going to get a mention, I think, in um, the revival. So. Nice. Nice. Anything else from those two episodes? <sighs> I'm 
trying. I really like the scene in Mulder's apartment when Scully tells him the news and he like just loses. <laughs> and she like yeah, he just like crumbles and she yeah. just cradles him. That, that had to be like one rough night. Yeah. It, Ooh. It, and but they played it so well. Um like I'm not usually a fan of David Duchovny crying, so it was good that he crawled into a ball. But uh, <laughs> And that he didn't cry at the end of closure. Yeah. Yeah. It was his idea, actually. He, um, he knows Because he was supposed to, and he and Kim yeah. Manners, like, that was in the script, and he's like, Kim, just, like, watch what I'm going to do. And he was so right about it. Like, go, David Duchovny. Um, and plus, you know, he did Amor Fati. He, he made some good calls this season, actually. So. Yeah. yeah. Really great, like, acting and um, well done. Mulder and Skelly, although I know some people still wish there'd been kind of some more for our closure as well as Mulder's, but pretty enjoyable. Yeah, well, I right. answered the question. So. Well, I got some more questions for you now. Oh, God. Yes. I forgot my flashcards. I haven't studied um, them. Over the past few podcasts of you guys we i feel like i've set a precedent of making the questions a little too easy so i've tried to make some of them a little harder it's good thing i didn't study at all (laughs) (laughs) and i'm sick because because roy i saw that you won some other x-files trivia competition recently so yeah but most of the i mean so for people that haven't heard of it there's like a trivia company that does like trivia nights at least in new york city and i assume they they've done them elsewhere um and there's been two in new york city and my team has won both times (laughs) um but most of them honestly most of the questions are like they'll give you a sheet with um like one of the rounds was like picture questions and you had to like name the person you were like this is like William <laughs> this is this is Pendrel oh, this come is on. Penny Northern yeah so most of them weren't that bad although we did get a couple of really hard answers cuz it was the questions were done by an X-Files fan so she knew what she was doing but um i don't think i'm fully prepared david so <laughs> okay well, well let's, yeah, let's, we'll just see what happens let's hope not so question one this week is in the in the amazing Malini, how did Albert Pinchbeck actually die? A heart attack. Heart attack. Yeah, he had a heart attack, it didn't was. he? Was advanced coronary disease. So there yes. we go. In uh, in <laughs> question two, in which town is the episode Signs and Wonders set? Mm. Isn't, isn't it in Alabama? Yeah, 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 it totally is. Um, let's let's go from there. We're usually good at talking ourselves into. Okay, because I remember something about the Alabama. Wait, no. Hold on. Mulder's in his little informal wear. Uh, <laughs> Right, you see, okay, now I'm getting it mixed up because of Becky telling me about it in Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to, um, do that. Um, okay, okay, okay. Well, let's see. <laughs> His name is O'Connor, which suggests... Island. You know what? Okay, no, 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 no. It has to be Tennessee because Becky made the connection. 
I'm going with Tennessee. But what was the name of the town? We still haven't gotten that. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, that is very far. Um, um, okay, the town and what this takes place. I this is like something. I'll give you a clue. It's not Snake City. Oh, thanks. You're um, very welcome. It's something. It's something religious, isn't it? It's like a religious name. Yes. Um. Blessing. 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 Well, that, that's the blessing way. You're confusing the blessing way. And I have no idea. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I have no idea. Okay. I didn't even, I'd have to like look up the script and read it <laughs> at this point to remember. It. I don't know. That's it's, just... it's blessing Tennessee. I'll give you. Oh that. my god, <laughs> Jessa. <laughs> oh man, because okay, okay, I remember the okay. Sorry, I remember the religious, and I was like, what could you <laughs> name like the Red Sea, Tennessee? No, that doesn't work out. <laughs> okay, so yeah. the the next three questions then are from the two parter. Um, question three: What TV show is Bud Lapierre watching in the teaser for Sign On Side? Watching. Is it a game show? Oh no no no! We know this one. There's a picture of him sitting there. Mm, you. Uh, I don't know, man. The game. <laughs> uh, um. See, no, no, it was like I don't think. No, I think it was like an actual, like program like a show not like a game show You're probably right it was it probably has like it's like you know imagery related to or, you know it's like a metaphor for the episode because the x-files writers love to do that um so you're saying it was something like jeopardy no <laughs> that wouldn't be jeopardy um hmm um i don't know i i'm pretty confident i i, I haven't watched the episode in like a couple um, years <laughs> i don't think i'm <laughs> gonna I'm yeah. so far behind the rewatch that I'm not sure I'm gonna make it in time. We have to make we have to make an educated guess though. So that's okay. true. What uh, is he watching? Well, something in like the Fox Network. Something within the Fox Network. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Um, Simpsons. Even though I know that's not it, that's it's, what it's, Gibson Price is watching. Um, there's no way. Oh, yeah, because Gibson Praise is watching it. So she she prays, right, and then he's... Wait. No, is he watching... He's watching a 1013 show, isn't he? I have no idea. Is I'm... he watching, like, Millennium or Harsh Realm? He could be, because they've both been out at this point. They would totally do that. Um, I'll go with Millennium then. Okay, then yeah. I'll go with Harsh Realm. We'll see what happens. Dang, I had a huge smile on my face throughout that because I really thought you were not going to get it, but it is Harsh Realm. Ah, where are you in? But it was just, it was Chris Carter promoting himself. I'm not actually sure if, Sin if uh, Harsh Realm had been cancelled by this point. I don't know. But, uh, Harsh Realm was like, it, after like three episodes, they were like, this isn't going to work. Guys. Yeah. Um, but he's watching. He's watching the pilot episode of Harsh Realm on TV, and I, f I have a feeling that Harsh Realm was actually cancelled by the time this episode came out. <laughs> but 
Poor Harshrow. It's it's been forever since I've watched Harshrow. It has to, and I, all I can remember is the final episode on the DVD box set is the best one that they did. I ha- I think I have it here. I should watch it. Um, I should have also watched these episodes. <laughs> you really impressed me with that one. So I have no idea where that came from. I impressed myself too. I was sitting here with a huge smile on my face, just no, being quiet, just waiting for you to both. It was Fox something. Well, yeah, that's what I figured. I was like, it's probably going to be a Fox Network something. I don't think they ever... There was never, like, Millennium obviously got an episode (coughs) of Crossover-ish. I don't... I think that was it. Like, I don't think Millennium ever appears otherwise. Although, Mulder and Scully's doubles do make an appearance in Millennium. On a staircase. Yeah. And so does Jose Chung. Yeah. But, I mean, it's not... It's just the, yeah. Okay. Next question. Question four. What does Amberlynn Lapierre say when she appears to her mother as a ghost? (sighs) It is a two-digit number, just to give you a bit of a hint. (laughs) Is it 74? It is. Yes! Yes! Oh, my gosh. How did, you, how did you get 74? Just Okay, because I remember watching the episode and um, and there was and somehow like the number 74 stood out and I don't know why. And I <laughs> but no, no, it was. It's 74. I think it was I like reading up on it. Roy and Jessa. And that was the only thing that like came out because they used that number in order to figure something out later on, I believe. Yes. Yeah. That's, um, how, that's how they find Santa's North Pole village. Right, yes. So isn't the it's the highway. I'm, I'm glad everybody watched these episodes. <laughs> and I hope Tiffany's listened to this podcast and she's just hating on both of you right now that you haven't actually watched these episodes <laughs> and you've already got four no, no, no. out of four. I right? understand how they can like watch them and not give you like because I remember, like back when I like had time to shower and watch episodes um, <laughs> like I remember being like I know the name of the town where this takes place and like top of my head right away um, I don't know how they could watch it and like not remember everything in vivid detail <laughs> See, that's where the 74 thing came in like that like I pulled that out like I'm sorry that came out of nowhere that was highway though it was off a of highway 74 yeah, but, like, but that stuck with me and yeah no but in my defense I did have Tiffany are not these people. But Science and Wonders. The <laughs> and then, um, no, I, they were on. I might have been multitasking, though. Right. I'm going to have to be out of work for two weeks. Um, to ha- I have to have my wrist operated on. So I'm thinking that is like the perfect time to watch the entire series and like be totally prepared for the next podcast. Mm-hmm. And the okay. Question. Question five. In closure, what movie is Mulder watching on TV in the motel? Oh, God. You're, like, obsessed with what you're watching tonight. I know. I didn't even realize I had two questions along those lines, so... Sorry, I guess. Um... And this definitely is related to some type of metaphor. (laughs) It is. Yeah, this is way more metaphorish. Um... So then, you, then you get the phone call. So it's something like... Yeah. Uh, um, Cause yeah, that's when he gets the phone call. And so... 
And specifically, it's the part of the movie that he's watching as well. Yeah. Um, I want to pull this out of nowhere, and I'm trying. But... Is it like one of the like older movies, Jasso? <laughs> it depends on what like you mean by old. What? Like, uh, no. Movies, like, like old tiny movies, or yeah, no, not like not like a silent film. <laughs> it's not. It's not the fire man going on that truck. <laughs> For some reason, I'm thinking of mountains, and I don't know why. Golden Pond. <laughs> um, I don't. I probably have to tag out. Okay, but I could. I could talk you through it Let's see if I want to be logical. Um, talk, talk us through, Jessica. Okay, it is, it is metaphorical. These your powers of deduction here. Because mm-hmm. that's when um, Mulder's mom, well, that's when he gets a phone call. And so it's something related to that. And um, why do I keep thinking of mountains? I don't know why. Um. Um, that's as bad as far as my deduction no. go. Hold on. No, it's like, it's totally like a classic movie. Like, not like necessarily like old, but it's like, it's a significant movie. It's, no, 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 it is. Okay, that little kid was watching The Mummy in Detour. I'll just, okay, I'm just going to start pulling facts out of nowhere in my brain. Um, okay, what's related to, what's related to like... We even allowed to talk this out this much, but okay. We can just skip to the. You can just like fast forward it, like, and like have us arriving at the conclusion, um, um, okay. and then okay. being wrong. Um, <laughs> um, no, it's definitely something like significant and well known. Okay, like, significant, well known. You're saying it's classic, so like, like not necessarily like black and white, but it's it's like you know, it's like I think it's, I think it's like wizard Well, like probably like along those lines, like something quite like famous i guess or something that like everyone would recognize and could like draw like whatever metaphor they wanted out of it so it has to be something similarly known so it wasn't obviously like more- 20th century fox movie <laughs> let's pull up a list and just go uh, up no, uh, uh, okay. you guys do realize that the revival starts in january yeah we've got two more seasons to get through you just fast forward <laughs> it's gonna be fine it's gonna be like five minutes later um it'll be like the spongebob theme. <laughs> the- um, okay 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 so Okay, you're saying, okay, it's a classic movie. Yeah, it's, it's something we would all, like, know and be able to understand the parallel. Like, okay. it's not, like, some, like, weird foreign French film that, like, Mulder is, like, you know, it's... Okay. I remember... No one messes with Santa Claus. Is it a Christmas movie? No, I don't think so. I feel like the Christmas movie was Mulder in, you know, How the Ghost Stole Christmas. I don't think they, they did another one. Okay, um, so... Gethsemane, like, because in Gethsemane, he's watching the, like, congressional hearings on extraterrestrial life. You know, it was all, like, very relevant and on a larger scale. It's probably similar. Not a congressional hearing about, like, Watkins, but... It's a movie. Um... I'm gonna look it up. Like I'm just gonna get the look it up. Let's just straight up. We might as well just say we don't know. Yeah, well, we, we can look it up faster. <laughs> well, I'm trying not to. I'm trying to be a honest player. No, I don't. I, don't I, I got nothing passes. I think it's like okay, we have to make a guess. Okay, so it's a classic <laughs> metaphorical. Okay, um, it's related to like. I'm gonna give you 30 seconds because there's people okay, who listen to this podcast banging their heads against the wall right now. Cut this part out. Cut this part out. We don't know. We just go from like the question to us being like, oh, we don't know. So after again, he is watching. Okay, is there, is there a brother sister movie? Oh my god, it's Planet of the Apes. It's Planet of the Apes. Okay, yeah, no. Nope. <laughs> I told you it was like a big movie, but. Okay. Nope. Would not have. Nope. Oh my god. Yep. <laughs> well, I didn't watch the episode. I didn't watch on the TV. I watched what's on my TV. <laughs> <laughs> 
We should we should watch the episodes more. Four out of five, you're slipping. Four out of five is pretty good though. Whatever. I you know what? I did have them on. I just had was multitasking. Yeah. But I did. Since, you know, I couldn't go to work. I got home five minutes before we started. <laughs> <laughs> I have pneumonia, so I've had plenty of time to Jessa has a dislocated rib. <laughs> Yes, don't ever cough so hard that you pop out rib number 11. Mm. It doesn't feel great. No. No ribs hurt thinking about that. Mm. Anyway. Anyway, so four out of five. Four out of five. an exciting podcast. (laughs) Amazingly, too. We're still better than Tiff, so take that, Tiff. Take that. Tiff is like, I don't know. Let's talk about Mulder and Scully kissing. Oh, she could tell you how many times they touch each other during the course of a single episode, but oh. unfortunately, those are not the questions that I ask. So we could too. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you could. How many I seconds know, I... does Mulder gaze at her? Okay, I know that one in particular. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, one example. Leave me alone. Okay, uh, I don't know how long the triangle kiss is. Okay, this is. I'm not helping myself. Let's move on. Let's move on. Okay. okay. Let's go ahead and wrap this up here. Um, I just want to say to all the listeners, uh, please go ahead and go to xfilestalkxfiles.com. Please send us your listener questions because we do need those. Whilst you are on that website, uh, go ahead and click on the Amazon affiliate link. It won't cost you anything extra to buy anything from Amazon there, but a little bit of the money you spend will come back and help pay the costs to keep the files of this podcast up so you can download them for free. And I know you're going to be shopping on Amazon with a whole lot of Christmas shopping coming up uh, and Cyber Monday right after Thanksgiving. So go ahead and do that, please. Thank you very much. Um, you can also get in touch with me if you don't want to go through the website to go to Twitter or Facebook. I'm David T. Hold on both of those. If you want to get in touch with the guys from X-Files News, you can go to xfiles.news. And uh, we're keeping our fingers crossed that the website will be up and running by the time this one goes out. It better be up and running. <laughs> uh, do you guys want to give out any of your personal show, social stuff? Um, well, I'm at Boston3346 on Twitter. Um, occasionally I talk about the X-Files there and not myself, <laughs> like once a week. <laughs> and I am at Jessa Schlitt, S-C-H-L-I-T-T. Um, and I talk about X-Files a lot. Yeah. So, pretty much it. And that's it for this week's podcast. Um, The three of us are going to be back next week um, where we're going to be discussing some other episodes and I should pull up the list now. We're doing X-Cops all the way through to um, Chimera. So, please tune in next week. Uh, There's nothing else left to say right now other than observe. One minute they were talking about the X-Files, the next, they were gone. Probably would